Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Laura. I'm the mom. What's going on, girl? Happy December. Happy December. <laughs> what are we, like a weekend? Are Two we? Two weeks in? I don't know. Oh, my God. A weekend. As you could maybe hear, <laughs> I have ice in my glass I today. Know. And Jake specifically fucking told me not to jiggle my cup. <laughs> and <laughs> we, what's the first thing you do? We were like a minute jiggle in. Jiggle your damn cup. And I fucking jiggled the ice cube. <laughs> so RIP to me later. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh no. Speaking of drinks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're drinking Bloody Mary's today. Yes. Because it's like in the morning. Yeah. Well, we're afternoon. Is we're it? in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Laura's like, where am I? What, what day is it? It's in the afternoons. So right. We were like, what's a, you know, what's a nice afternoon drink? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we landed on Bloody Mary's, which I have never been a fan of. And let me tell you why. I think I've only ever had one in my entire life. Did you? Yeah. And how did you feel about it? Um... It, uh, you know, I could probably br- breathe fire out of my nostrils. <laughs> spicy. Spicy. A little, a little too spicy. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have never been a fan of Bloody Marys because they're a little viscous for me. They're a little thick. Thick. They're a little thick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when you drink stuff like this, you get like crusties in the corners of your mouth. Does anyone resonate with that? No. Ew. No. No. Like when you drink milk? <laughs> Not I, that I drink milk. I do not drink milk. Does anyone, babe, help me out? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that with tomato juice. Oh, He's okay. just trying to be nice. Okay. I but got anyway, you. I just I got feel you. like there's like a, a texture thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why I stay away. But the number one reason why I have yes. stayed away yes. from Bloody Mary's. You looked up the recipe. I looked up the recipe when we landed on Bloody Mary's. And one of the first ingredients I saw was Tabasco <laughs> sauce. You hate Tabasco. I saw fucking fire. <laughs> I saw fucking fire and I went on a rant. I went on a rant and Jake was like, you did. oh, Jesus, like someone fucking stop her. It, it makes my blood boil. And I thought, let me share this with you. If you have a story to tell. I have a story to tell. Yeah. Let me, you know, let yes. me shout it from the fucking rooftops. Do it. I hate Tabasco sauce. You do. I hate it. You do. It's fucking water with a dash of spicy pepper. A dash? Yes, a dash. No, it's just like an entire jar no. of cayenne. No, I hate it. I hate it. I love Frank's Red Hot. You do. I love it. I, when people ask me what my favorite food is, I respond with Frank's Red Hot. And then they tell me it's not a food and I say, you eat it. You so have to I take it everywhere. I take it everywhere. Yeah. I need a keychain. With Frank's Listen, Red Hot. Hey, Frank's Red Hot, mm-hmm. you know, marketing mm-hmm. department. If you're listening to me, Sriracha, <laughs> we're big on hot sauces around here, okay? We so are. Sriracha, a few years ago, came out with a travel keychain that you could clip on your <laughs> fucking jeans and put sriracha in so you could travel everywhere with that delicious sauce. That's Frank, right. Frank, Frank, you're slipping. It. You're yes. slipping. I need a little Frank's keychain. Girl, you put that shit on everything. I do. Can you imagine? I need to be in the commercial. There are you know, motto, tagline, slogan, what yeah. the fuck do you call it, is I, I put that shit on everything. And can you imagine a better person to deliver that line yeah. than of this one? Of course, it would probably take you 150 takes because you'd be like, I fucking put, put that this, shit on I everything. I put this motherfucking shit on fucking everything. <laughs> They'd be like, no, no, we just needed <laughs> one shit. <laughs> I have to take full responsibility, though. 
What for my love of Frank's Red Hot? I think so. Do explain. We should have early on took stock in Franks, yeah. I think. We'd be millionaires. We would be. We would God be. damn it. I don't know. Um, weirdly, I was never a huge hot sauce person. Okay. Right? I mean, I would use it maybe here and there. A right. little dabble. A little dabble. A little do, dabble yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Um, but when I got pregnant with you, mm-hmm. I craved it. Listen. Craved it. I mean, I literally drank it out of the bottle. It's how you summon me. Is it- <laughs> Like, I entered the sphere, and I was like, give me my fucking Franks, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since, like, from a young age. I will drink it out of the bottle. I will. Like, I will still do it to this day. I will drink it out of the bottle. I put it literally on everything. On everything. On everything. It is the fucking best hot sauce. Fight me. Fight me. The original. The buffalo is good, too. And we could talk about that (laughs) another time. But go original. (laughs) Go original. And so, my biggest fucking pet peeve. Is when I'm at a restaurant and I ask for a hot sauce. Yes. And, and they, it's Tabasco. And I see out of the corner <laughs> of my motherfucking eye them approach my table with Tabasco. I'm like, you know what? You're done. You're done. I get up and I leave. That's why you don't need a Bob Evans. I knew you were going to bring Tabasco. I have a bone to pick with you, Bob Evans. <laughs> we used to like to go and enjoy your breakfast. And every motherfucking time you put that Tabasco on my table, I was like, you're losing points. I had to, and carry, we just I had to carry a bottle in my purse for you. Yeah, a full-size bottle, Frank, <laughs> because you're not making travel keychains. Do you see what I'm saying here? Do you see? Okay. So oh my gosh. when I looked up the recipe for Bloody Mary and I saw fucking Tabasco sauce, I was like, this, this, this is, is why. This is why I don't like you, Ugh, Bloody like Mary. the bane of my existence, Tabasco. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're never going to be sponsored by Tabasco sauce. Right. But maybe Frank's. Possibly Frank. And we I don't know. Shot? Have we now summoned Bloody Mary? Because we've said it <gasps> several times. Well, we're not, uh, you know, looking in a mirror. Oh, okay. I don't know. Be careful tonight, Laura. Be careful. Take a shower. Be careful. Oh, my God. We, um, also, we also know of Jake's love of hot sauces. He does Because he sauce. did it in his favorites on the Patreon. But, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, nice Patreon plug. Right. Yeah. She's getting good. Everyone, well, yeah, and he had us eat hot sauces. Yeah, he had us do like a hot sauce challenge, like a hot ones. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's really not like a um, a limit for me. I'll, no, I'll push it pretty much however far I can. <laughs> he pushes it to the limit with everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a Gemini for you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he goes hot. I, he does. Frank is my happy spot. Frank is my happy spot right. because remember that time you almost like snuffed out my gas and light by. Sneaking me a habanero peanut or something. <laughs> there was no trickery. I was very, very transparent. He told you it was I a said, spicy nut. Would you like to try my spicy nuts? We've talked about this before. And she was more than happy to reach in and you... try it. <laughs> Excited, one might say. That just sounds dirty. Jacob. <laughs> Fucking hell. You were eager to try that spicy nut, though. So don't be blaming it on him. Okay. So anyway, Tabasco, go fuck yourself. <laughs> there, you will not find Tabasco in my Bloody Mary. Did I no. put Frank in it? Yes, yes, I did. I put a dash of fucking Frank in it. Fucking come and on now. It made all the difference. It did. You know what? Now I'm a Bloody Mary fan. That's all it fucking took. That's it. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, hey, hey, fact check, Jake. Do we have a patron to thank? We do. We have one new patron to thank. Jamie, thanks so much. Jamie, thank you. Welcome to the family. Yes. How exciting. Hey, we're going to be having an ugly Christmas sweater party over on Patreon for our $10 and up 
tears. Yes. So go check it out. Go It'll join. Join the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget, we're doing a giveaway every episode in December. So we stay are. tuned to the yes. end of this episode to see who the winner is today. Yes, yes. All right. I guess it's my fucking turn. <laughs> it's your turn. It's my motherfucking turn. Let me take a sip of my fucking Bloody Mary. We're all going to need it. Go make a drink. Here's your pause point. Go fucking make a drink today. So. So. Winter is here, right? It's here. And I knew when we started this podcast that I wanted to cover the topic of Jack Frost. Yes. Okay, but there's many. There's many. There are many. uh, Choices, and Mm -hmm. we'll get to that later. Okay. But I had two main choices. There was one fantasy family film. Yes. And then one horror film. Both entitled Jack Jack Frost. Frost. Jack Frost. Just Jack. Just Jack. <laughs> and I put a poll up on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I let all of you decide, all of you lovely listeners who follow us on social media, I let you decide between the two, and boy, did you disappoint. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. I'm just kidding. Hey, we were all rooting for the horror over here. Shocking. <laughs> <sighs> so, just to say, you did this to yourself. <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself, and you get to sit through me talking about 1998's family Comedy fantasy film. There you go. Jack Frost, because that is what you chose. Jack Frost. I used to love this movie. You did. And oh my God, Laura, I don't anymore. No? No, I'm going to start off by saying, holy shit, this was one of the hardest ones I've had because I thought this movie was so bad. Oh Oh, no. no. Oh no. Okay. Cinematic piece of crap. Yes. Uh-oh. I'm going to say it right Ooh. now. It got it. It's getting my badge. And oh, when is no. the last time I pulled out my cinematic piece of crap badge? It's been a while. It has been a while. Um, it has been pulled. Oh, no. I'm going to try to polish the turd just a smidge. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, but let's give it a go. All right. The tagline is he's the world's coolest dad and he's going to prove it. So right off the bat. You're losing points. All right. <laughs> Written by Mark Steven Johnson, Steve Bloom and Jonathan Roberts. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say it. Three people wrote this and this is the story you came up with. Okay. I said it. (laughs) I got it out. (laughs) This is going to be the roast. And now I can move on. And now I can move on. The roast of Jack Frost. All right. Directed by Troy Miller. And here's your cast. And it's, it's a fucking fantastic cast. That's kind of the killer. Michael Keaton. Of course. Our Pittsburgh friend. Our Pittsburgh friend. He is Jack Frost. Kelly Preston. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. Kelly Preston. Sad. Gorgeous in this movie. Gorgeous always, She's but oh. beautiful. Yeah, uh, she is Gabby Frost. Joseph Cross as Charlie Frost, who was fantastic in this mm-hmm, film. I gotta mm-hmm, say, the acting mm-hmm. chops on that little one. Way to go. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> the next one is Mark Addy. Yes. But prior to <laughs> us hitting record, I had fact check Jake look up this person to see what else he was in, yeah. and I had him in my notes as Mard. <laughs> Mard Addy. And I was like, hey, Jake, can you look up this actor, Mard Addy? Believe it or not, not a real person. He's like, I have a mark. I'm like, yep, that would be a typo. But I was like. That's why we need fact check, Jake. I, exactly. You know, uh, but I like Mard. So, M-A-R-D. Yeah, I, I like think someone better. should yeah. name someone Mard. I mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. All right. He is Mac MacArthur. And I like him. I like him. All right. The reviews of this film. Not fucking fantastic. Not good. Not good. <laughs> Not great. Even way back then. Even way back then. Oh, okay. Uh, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. which it's not the worst I think we've seen here at Uncle mm-hmm. Bob's, but mm-hmm. it's low. Hey, I don't normally include the budget, but I had to today. <laughs> budget, $85 million. It made $34 million. Ooh. <laughs> 
Ouch. Oh, my goodness. No. Maybe that's one of those Godfather situations where they Holy. set it up to take a loss. Uh, you know I mean? Holy uh, cow. Fact check, Jake, I love that you were trying to be kind, but I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. That was a huge turd. I- <laughs> <laughs> it was a big clinker. Um, hey, let's. I'm gonna give you the rundown. I'm gonna explain the entire plot. Let's do it. You know, okay. It opens with the Jack Frost band performing a fucking rocking Christmas concert in Denver, Colorado. The name of their band was Jack Frost. The Jack Frost Man. <laughs> D- are, are you already in? Because little Lee was. All right. Sign me up. Did Sign they get up. a lot of business in the summer? <laughs> Jacob. I love his jokes Only in lately. Alaska. Oh, God. Again, petition for these two to start their own fucking show because they're hilarious. A All world right. tour following the winter. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Michael Keaton is front and fucking center as the lead singer the and harmonica player oh. of the Jack Frost band because he is Jack Frost. Okay. <laughs> That's his name is Jack Frost. Lord, did you not hear? I haven't seen this movie in forever. My cast rundown two I seconds did. ago. One of my favorite. There's so many good one-liners, and you're mm-hmm. going to hear me just drop them. Okay, great. Red, green, and blues, because they're a blues band. Okay, and they're playing a Christmas concert. <laughs> Fantastic. 10 out of 10. Is that the name of their album? He No, Michael Keaton just said it. Platinum. He's like, welcome to the show, Red, White, and Blue. Uh, uh, red, no, Red, White, and Blues. <laughs> nope, that's a different show. We don't want to go there. All right. Red, Green, and Blues. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, I immediately thought, because remember, I love this movie as a yeah. kid. I immediately thought Michael Keaton slash Jack Frost was cool as shit. Oh, yes. Because he had dirty blonde frosted tips <laughs> and a fucking dangly hoop earring. <laughs> and he was fucking wailing on that harmonica. Like, I loved it. You have a thing for dangly earrings. Oh, my God. I do a little bit. You and love George Michaels. <laughs> I, yeah, I think George Michael just set the male beauty yeah. standard for you. If you didn't know, I fucking have a thing for George Michael. I have a George Michael tattoo. And yes. yeah, he, yeah, yeah. If you don't come at me with a dangly earring, I don't want it. Jake has come at me with a dangly earring, and that's why he locked it up. That's why I got a ring on my finger. You know what I'm saying? You got to come correct. So Michael Keaton... Was serving fucking looks with that dangly earring in this movie. And the frosted tips. And the frosted tips. It was a fucking combo. Okay. After the show, Jack Frost heads back to Medford, Colorado. No, Lore, it is not real. Okay. Where his wife, Gabby, and 11-year-old son, Charlie, are waiting. Okay. Little Charlie Frost basically worships the ground that Jack Frost walks on. Why not? He's Michael Keaton. Did you see the earring? He is Mm -hmm. a big papa's boy. All right. Those two are really close. And the whole family is. I got to say, the acting chops on all three of them. Good. Kind of carry the movie a little bit that's the movie plot that's the only good thing going for this it's a cute little family right Mm -hmm. so when jack gets back from his show him and charlie rush outside to make a snowman and have a snowball fight after the big snowstorm cute hot cocoa is involved laura i didn't see any hot cocoa (laughs) but you know what (laughs) i agree with you i'm gonna have to have some later i've just decided i like that by the fire with marshmallows yes yes okay anyway Afterwards, Jack gives his son a special present because he always brings him a present after his show to kind of, you know, get get back in the good graces. Yeah. All right. This time it's a magical harmonica that he purchased the day Charlie was born. Oh, my gosh. How do we know it's magical? 
Because he said so. Because Michael Keaton fucking said so. Or well, if Michael Keaton said it, then it must be true. He's being cute. He's yes, saying, like, I yes. got this the day you were born, and it's magical. Oh. Um, he says it's his favorite one. He's never had one that plays better. Ouch. Oh, I love that. And Jack tells Charlie that no matter what, how far away he is, where he is, etc., that he will hear the harmonica whenever Charlie plays it. That's how it's magical. Oh Ouch. Gosh. Come on, Michael I Keaton. Love that. That's a heart tugger. Okay. Charlie loves the gift. Mm-hmm. All right. But this super sweet moment is ruined <laughs> when we realize that Jack is a workaholic musician who is always on the road or in the studio. He's trying to make it big. He's trying to fucking make it big. And he's trying to, you know, slip him some gifts. The red, green, and I don't blues. want your fucking harmonica. <laughs> Give me a papa. <laughs> papa, can you hear me? Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> I'm just bitter. I'm bitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, he is a workaholic father, so much so that he seems to be missing out on a lot of what's important to Charlie, like his oh. hockey games and practices, school shit, etc. All right. Remember, Charlie's 11. This right. is an important age. It's bummer. Bummer. After Jack misses yet another big hockey game oh. after promising to be there, he decides to swing for the fences. And promises to take the entire family, the entire three, <laughs> the, all three of them, <laughs> all and three, the dog. All three. Oh my God, there is a dog. Yeah, right. Hey, Laura, you did see this movie. Way to go, girl. <laughs> okay. He promises to take away the family for a real Christmas vacation starting tomorrow. No okay. work, no phones, nothing. He's mm-hmm. all theirs. Mm-hmm. No, no harmonicas. No fucking no. harmonica. Okay. <laughs> you don't get my sweet, tasty jams. <laughs> okay. Well, tomorrow comes. The fam is packing the car. Yeah. Jack gets a phone call basically saying that the Jack Frost band is about to be signed by a big record label, which is his fucking dream. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Honest to yeah, God. That's a crazy Who's working on Christmas Eve? Who decides to sign a band on Christmas <laughs> real, Eve? Come on. Honestly, honestly. And okay. here's the catch, Lord. The Jack Frost band has to be in Aspen tomorrow on Christmas Day. Who's signing bands in fucking Aspen? I don't know. Apparently, the Jack Frost band is just too motherfucking good. They had to do it immediately. It's always snowy in Colorado. <laughs> Wreck a deal in a log cabin somewhere in Aspen. Was that a T-Pain joke? I love you. And I love T-Pain. Petition to get T-Pain on this podcast. Yes, okay, anyway, it. side note. Okay, Charlie has fucking had enough of Jack Frost shit. He's All right. He gives the harmonica back. Oh. Saying he doesn't want it anymore. He doesn't need it. I don't want your shitty presents. I don't want this fucking <laughs> harmonica. And Jack heads off to Aspen. The next scene, he's like, oh, man, he gave me back this harmonica. I'm heartbroken. All right. Off to fucking Aspen. Well, Peace shit, out. this is my best one. I'm going to put it on the record. <laughs> I needed Peace. this anyway, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Poor Charlie. Peace out. But don't get too mad. Okay. And I'm talking to myself because okay. I was heated. Yeah. I was like, yeah. really, Michael Keaton? You're going to do this. Okay. With your dangly earring. <laughs> With your dangly earring and all. I'm going to rush off to Aspen. All right. Halfway to Aspen, Jack has a light bulb moment. Okay. He has mm. a beautiful family, and his real dream is to just be with them, especially at Christmas. You realize that a little too late, Jack. Okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he pulls over and he turns around to head back home. That's where we know this is a fantasy oh, film. Oh, <laughs> the bitterness. I felt a chill. <laughs> Jack Frost, are you in the room? <laughs> it's Lore. Michael Keaton. <laughs> I'd turn around for you, babe. Oh, 
Thank you, babe. Aww, Thank you, babe. That's so sweet. I know. Ouch. I'm going to go cry now. You wouldn't have left in the first place. <laughs> that's You're true. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> All right. You now have permission to be upset again, though. Ugh. Because on his way home, Jack Frost runs into a massive snowstorm. Ironic. Mm -hmm. Up in the mountains, and he gets into a car crash, and he fucking dies. Hey, there's the holiday <laughs> film that everybody wants to fucking see. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, I love this fucking movie as a kid. Yes, what? this is the one. Oh, no. All right. Now we flash forward one year later. It's Christmas yet again. Michael Keaton dead. Okay. <laughs> wow. Not the wow. That's a holiday spoiler. Just Jack Frost. Okay. Damn. Charlie, little Charlie, is now depressed and grieving. Um, yeah. Obviously. Remember, you picked this. Everyone <laughs> listening, you picked this film. Okay. Reap it. Even the school bullies aren't interested in picking on Charlie anymore. Yeah. Quote, unquote, he's no fun to pick on anymore since his old man died. <laughs> his old man with frosted <laughs> tips and dangly earring. Call that a young man over here. It's like cool. I call man. that a fucking hip as shit man. I don't know who you're talking about. He had style, style and grace. Was there some ash acid wash jeans involved? Dude. Probably like, there was. Probably what, what fucking year did I say this movie was? 1998. Absolutely. Didn't he like a cool blues hat or something? Laura, I'm getting Is there. Is there such a thing? I'm getting there. Yes, Jacob. Like a train conductor's cap. Oh. Took all these fucking hats lately. <laughs> I'm getting to the hat. Okay, okay. Okay, one night while Charlie is alone and sad, he goes out into the snowy yard and makes another snowman. Oh, damn. He tops it off with his dad's old hat, oh. his old little, I don't, what is it, a top hat? I don't know what you'd call it. It does look like a little blue like hat. Cool hat. <laughs> it's a cool fucking hat. It's a cool Yule hat. <laughs> It's like a fucking cool hat. Yeah. And a scarf. All to the sound of Landslide by fucking Stevie Nicks, which oh kills God. me. I'm crying. There Were I go. Were there tears? Hey, there tears? this movie is shit, but I was crying. I, I cry multiple times throughout this film. You're like a cinematic piece of crap. I'm like, this movie is fucking trash. <laughs> He's sitting there rolling another snowman. Oh, no. To fucking landslide. Picture it. It's devastating. Oh, my gosh. All right. Wow. Then Charlie goes to lay in bed that night afterwards, and he plays the magical harmonica Good. with tears rolling down his face. Oh, my God. Like, this movie is devastating. It Hello. genuinely, all jokes aside... Family fun for all. Exactly. Right. I think all jokes aside, I think I have just been through too much this year. This movie made it like slightly made me uncomfortable because it was also so sad. I yes. mean, it was just, it was just bad. But How then it's bad, a, sad. A family <laughs> holiday. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I'm not well, really the holidays sure. are depressing for everyone. It's pretty accurate. Again, they're well, just, they're just going for it. You know, gotcha. they're going for the people gotcha. that already feel depressed. Mm. <laughs> they're trying to help out. I don't fucking know. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. So Charlie's playing the magical harmonica. Snow starts swirling all around the snowman outside. Whoa. Wow. Its little eyes open. <laughs> and in Michael Keaton's voice, the snowman says, I'm home. Oh, cute. Uh, is it cute, Lore? Is know. it cute? Is it like the Rankin and Bass, <laughs> like when Frosty? Don't insult Rankin yeah. and Bass like that. Yes, Jack Frost has been brought back to life as Charlie's snowman via the magical harmonica. And it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Is this the horror movie? When that happens, I'm like, whoa, I put in the wrong VHS. I'm not sure. I'm not going to explain the very long, very unintentionally funny sequence 
of Jack coming to terms with the fact that he is now a snowman. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. It's like a serious moment. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm, like, I'm a snowman. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, are we really trying to, like, why is this so serious? <laughs> he has, just, oh boy. Poor Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. All right. Charlie does not believe it at first. Of course. Why would you? <laughs> but after Snowman Dad helps him win a snowball fight against the school bullies, okay, that would Charlie, me. he's all in. He's like, you're my dad. <laughs> What's your dad like? Oh, All right. No. The rest of the movie is, honest to God, it's a cinematic <laughs> piece of crap. I'm so sorry to all involved and to Michael Keaton because I love this movie as a kid. Yes. I, I stopped taking notes. Did you? I, I like, I have like four more notes and there was like an hour left of the film. I was like, I can't. You're like, I'm turning in a D paper today. I did. I said that when we sat down, I was like, guys, I'm going to get in trouble. Like everyone's going to be upset with me. This is like my D paper. My D paper. Because I just like, you know, when you hit a movie and you're like, oh my God. This like how so am bad. I supposed to try to explain this seriously? I cannot. Wow. My goodness. How's this supposed to bring you into the holiday spirit? It's not. It no. devastated me. It's All devastating. right. So let's wrap it up. Snowman yeah. Papa. Papa. Papa and Charlie, they bond. Mm-hmm, all right, they practice mm-hmm. hockey together. And yes, this is all happening with a, is it a CGI snowman? I don't fucking know what's going on with that snowman. All right, and it looks <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Picture a fucking snowman that kind of looks like Michael Keaton playing hockey. And that's this, that's the rest of this movie. Hey, I'd like to play hockey with a um, snowman, Michael uh, Keaton, a Michael Keaton snowman. Laura, I would just love to see you play hockey. Right. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> that would be a feat. <laughs> it would. <laughs> At one point, it gets super hot outside and Jack almost melts. <laughs> Can you imagine me on ice skates? I can't even walk in shoes. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I would really like to see you try. It could be a water situation where you're mean. super graceful, though. You never know. Dude, you are graceful in water. You are majestic. <laughs> Maybe it applies to ice, too. No, I can tell you that it does not. I can say with 100% certainty, that's not applied to ice. I've tried to ice skate twice in my life. Both cat- catastrophes. Absolute fail. Epic. Next time, yes, I will get it on camera. Sign up for our Patreon. That's where it will be. All right. The mom, you know, obviously throughout the whole fucking film, she thinks Charlie's cheese has slid completely (laughs) off of his cracker, but eventually she realizes the snowman is her dead husband. (laughs) (laughs) Not John Travolta. (laughs) Her real husband. (laughs) Oh, no. You kill me. All right. Jack obviously cannot stay a fucking snowman. No, because Summer will... Eventually, damn man, that's son, and it's gonna get you. He's gotta go. All right, but before doing so, he gives Charlie back the magical harmonica. Damn, damn man, and he says, "As long as you hold someone in your heart, you can never truly lose them ever." Did I? I cry every time. Again, is this movie trash? Yes. (laughs) Am I tearing up right now? Yes. It's because Michael Keaton is fantastic. All right. Yes. (laughs) Way to go, bud. Remember when we first sat down, we were like. You know, we were talking about our Pittsburgh roots, and we said, what if Jeff Goldblum played, played the snowman the in this? <laughs> fucking hysterical. Can you imagine that fucking animatronic snowman with Jeff Goldblum's voice? I have to see it happen. Jeff. Do it. Please. Do you have any spare time? Jeff in a dangly earring. Oh, Completely dude. different look. My loins just exploded. <laughs> so I love that for you. Oh, no. I don't even know oh, if that's damn. the right word. Oh, 
okay, fucking hell. The family has a devastatingly sad goodbye, okay? <laughs> and as Jack vanishes into the magical dust that made him a snowman in the first place, everyone's crying. <laughs> My God! Michael Keaton's crying. He's Damn. like, we had a good run, didn't we? Like, honestly, I'm, I'm like, yeah, we did. Like, whose freaking holiday tradition is this? Hey, let's sit down and watch Jack first. Laura, I've watched this every year. Because I was a depressed kid, and apparently it was hitting on some kind of fucking note. But this year, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Let's I'm too far. That. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I was not emotionally ready. So, oh, no. Um, that is the end of the movie. Okay. That is Jack Frost. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. Go watch it. It's on fucking TV every Christmas. It, it is. is. It is. And yeah. I will again say Michael Keaton and the the little fam, Kelly Preston and the son, mm-hmm. all did fantastic at acting. But Great. Uh, they could only do so much. It's the plot. <laughs> okay. My gosh. You know. Wow. Marge check was it out. my personal favorite. Yeah. Marge, you really carried that fucking movie on your back, my friend. <laughs> Way to go, Marge. All right. My lesson is Jack Frost. And it wasn't originally going to be because okay. this movie technically does not like showcase Jack Frost. It's just yeah. called, it's like a play on the name. Yeah. However, once I got to researching, I realized that this lesson is kind of short and sweet anyway. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's uh, do it. Jack Frost is the personification of frost, snow, ice, or just winter in general. Winter. <laughs> Lord, that was a really good burp. Was it? Yes. Um, he brings snow throughout the night, gives you the chills, leaves frost on your windows. You know, think Jack mm-hmm. Frost nipping at your nose. All right, winter. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those reasons, he tends to get a bad reputation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mischievous, pesky. Because ah. who likes fucking frost and ice? Nobody. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Not me. Uh, he is usually depicted as an elf, sprite, fairy, or... An older man. Oh. It goes one of two ways. Like okay. think Father Winter. Father or time. Yes, yes, Father yes, yes. Winter, Father yeah. Time. The time. Yes, his color associations are obviously white, blue, silver, gray. Again, you're going to have to bear with me. This is my D-paper lesson today, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, his origins are disputed. This is really? this was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, no one is really sure like where it came from. And I think it's because it really doesn't come from mythology. Oh, interesting. Um, I think that it has been kept alive mainly through modern pop culture. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so like there's winter personifications throughout mm-hmm. mythology. So think Father Frost in Russia. I'm going to probably say this wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Yokul and Frosty in Norse mythology okay. and Old Mother Frost in German mythology. Okay. So you can see yeah. like winter personification. And then Jack Frost kind of just crept like, up in there. I'm here. Hello. Um, he really seemed to stick with Hannah Gold's 1832 poem that was called Jack Frost, Hmm. Um, and it described Frost and his winter shenanigans. And as far as I could tell, that kind of was like the first Jack Frost as like a person. All right. And, you know, he's who's bringing the frost and the ice, and then pop culture just kind of and they made it Ran mischievous. It. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, because think about, again, ice and... Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't really... Like, Jack Frost doesn't really have this deep... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, these deep roots. Yes. I, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's Jack just, Frost, I have a bone to pick with you and how many times you have made me fall. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Lore, he really has, my friend. Um, so uh, elsewhere in pop culture, he shows up in tons of books, stories, literature. Yeah. Uh, Rankin and Bass has As a Jack, Jack Frost, Frost. Uh, from 1979, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, the Jack Frost horror film, horror film, horror, horror film from 1997, mm. which, oh boy, that's another bad one. That's I wasn't another giving, clinker. I wasn't giving you two great <laughs> options when I gave you this Instagram poll, so that's on me. But still, go watch that if you need a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Frost, I guess, shows up in Marvel Comics. Really? Don't fight me. I don't know okay. a lot about Marvel, but that's what I saw. Um, the Santa Claus franchise. You know, with oh yes, Tim Allen. yes, yes, uh, yes. The Santa Claus Three, this the Escape Clause. Martin Short plays yes, Jack, uh, Jack Frost, Frost. Yes, right. and Rise of the Guardians. It was a cartoon. It was okay. very cute. And Jack Frost is a character in that. All right. So that's Jack Frost. Awesome. I well, know that's, that's interesting like, to think that he is like modern mythology. I know. I thought that was yeah, kind of cool. Like yeah. songs and poems and literature seem to kind of establish him as like. You yeah. know, um, a personification of the season, and then it just interesting. It, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was really neat. So yeah. that is my lesson. I love that. I'm sorry that movie was a fucking turd. Clinker, clinker. We need one of those every now every and then. Every once in a while. Would you like some fun and random facts? Of course, I would. If you need some entertainment, please, yes. please, please go and look up. I linked it on our website. The fucking reviews for this movie. <laughs> oh my god, they spared no feelings. Really? Like you think I roasted this movie? Those? Oh my so god, so bad. My favorite review: This snowman fails as a surrogate dad. Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> just go. That was that was the first line. He was right. like, no. Um, the one-liners in this fucking film are hysterical. Okay, well that probably saves it. It does. My favorite. Snow dad is better than no dad. Oh, shit. What do you think of that? Wow. <laughs> that, that's bad. It's deep. It cut to the core. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it's icy. Are you ready for the most shocking revelation of all? Yes. Jim Henson's Creature Shop was responsible for the snowman. Really? Yes. Okay. And I, ooh, and boy, did they get oh, roasted. What? Did they? Because, it's not great, Laura. It's not, it's not great. It is not great, but it could be because George Clooney was originally cast as Jack Frost, Mm. but he dropped out for Batman and Robin. Hmm. And supposedly- Smart career move on your- (laughs) Way to go, George. Way to go. Didn't um, Michael Keaton play Batman? Yeah. There's like a Uh, weird, you know, Kevin Bacon connection there. Yeah. Um, However, I read that the, you know, Jim Henson's Creature Shop- created the snowman for George Clooney and then he dropped out and so it got all wonky. Kind of just morphed it into Michael Keaton. Yeah, it's really weird now that you know that George Clooney was set. Like, Mm -hmm. even Michael Keaton's tone, he kind of fucking sounds like George Clooney. Like, it's kind of weird now that I know that it kind of like... Changes the whole vibe. Yeah, I feel like I peeked behind the curtain and now maybe that's what ruined it. Way to go, George. (laughs) It's like William Shatner in Halloween. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or you Mariah cannot carry. You, can, <laughs> you cannot see it. Exactly. I cannot see either of those. Fucking hell. Um, also very interesting to me, Sam Raimi mm. of Evil Dead fame mm-hmm. was originally supposed to direct this film. Wow. But dropped out when George did. <laughs> smart. Again, smart, smart career move. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, three of Frank Zappa's children are in the film. Your favorite, Frank Zappa, Dweezil, Dweezil, Moon. Dweezil, Ahmet, and Moon Unit. Moon Unit. All appear in the film. There you go. <laughs> Little known fact about me, uh, Frank Zappa, not, not her, a fan. Not your favorite. Not my dude. Yeah. But hey, 
Way to go, kids. <laughs> I don't know what I was, I was trying not to. Yeah. Way to go. Just roasted your dad. Were they the bullies? <laughs> Probably. Um, Henry Rollins also makes an appearance oh, as Charlie's hockey coach. And it's fucking hilarious because he has like anger problems yes. and it's hysterical. And he does in Sons of Anarchy too. Yeah, he's like a good actor. Yes. Yeah. Way yes. to go, Henry Rollins. Wow. You do it. Um, this was released one year after Jack Frost, the horror film. So really confused the fuck oh, out of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. you could have waited a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton co-wrote some of the songs for the <laughs> a soundtrack. Day of Execution. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. All right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Did you hear what I said about Michael Keaton co-writing some of these songs? I did. For the soundtrack. I, I was trying to. I hope it's on Spotify. Breeze on by. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go add it to my winter playlist immediately. <laughs> What did I say? Red, green, and blues. Wow. That's a hit. That's a hit. If I ever heard one. Um, That is what I have. That's Jack Wow. Wow. What do you think, Laura? You know, I remember you watching this as a kid all the time. I did. It was kind of a staple. It was. But now that you're I think I've outgrown it it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, great performances. There's good music. Like, there's a lot. I can see why I liked it. But I think, hmm, how do I put this? When you learn a little more about death and like mm. what that movie is actually speaking on, yes. it's really, really yeah. hard to like, yeah, because it's just so goofy and bad. Yeah, but it's dealing with like these very real, real issues, but it's like yeah. disconnected. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think as a child, you're seeing the, you know, the animation and the, the yeah, you're like you don't have a full how to cope. Like yes. it was a very like how Charlie was coping. Yes. As a kid, yes. I can see how that was like endearing or helpful. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm like, wow. Michael Keaton, I'm not taking you seriously. Is that fucking snowman? And this is not helping me cope. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it just seems like kind of like a downer. Yeah. It, oh, it, it was very it's sad. A downer. Yeah, yeah, I had to. It took me like three days to watch this movie because yes. it was making me like so sad, but yeah. in a very weird way because it was also so goofy. I don't yeah. know. It was like a very weird. Yeah. It's just it a like weird movie. Take, trying to take like a very serious topic. And um, make it digestible. Which I feel, you know, not that I've had experience in this, but I feel like that topic compounded with a holiday that's supposed to bring such joy and light is even more devastating. Oh, it's devastating. You know? Yeah. And I will say, like, again, not to keep harping on it, but Michael Keaton, I think that's why, like, his performance, I mean, he's a fantastic actor. We all know it. And so he is, like, so good. But the second he fucking turns into that snowman, yeah, you can't, like, feel it anymore because, no offense, Jim Henson's Creature Shop, that snowman. Not good. No, it it had no, I don't know, there was no warmth to it, LOL. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My gosh, we just talked about that because he did Where the Wild Things Are, He the Jim Henson. Yeah, Yeah, which is why I think it was shocking to hear that they did this because that's so unlike them. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, did the reviews really go in on that factor too. (laughs) Yeah. Again, go read some of these reviews. Whoa. Um, But yeah, kind of sad, kind of goofy. I, you know. Yeah. That's too bad. Uh, Yeah. I don't think I'll be adding that to my. No, maybe skip that one. My yearly, 
Yeah, my just add Michael watch. Keaton's tune to your Spotify playlist and, oh, and call it. it a day. Oh my gosh, I'm going to do it. Do I'm it. Do it. All right, Laura, are you up? I am up. Oh my goodness. Hopefully, mine's a little bit more uplifting. I don't okay, know, I but hope it, so. I, again, I thought you know, here you go into these things, and you, I, I cannot, exp- you know, I cannot emphasize enough that we go into these things and you think it's one thing and then there's life lessons, there's internal lessons, there's, you know, and this one hit me in the feels a little bit. Oh, shit. You know, I walked into this thinking, oh, this is going to be just like a fun, quirky little movie and it did kind of hit me in the feels. I'm getting deja vu to your Where the Wild Things Are last week. Yeah. Oh, dude, that sideswiped me. Yeah, same. But uh, yeah, I'm doing Night at the Museum. (gasps) Which is like a fun, comedic little holiday movie, right? I have not seen this since it came out, exactly, I don't think. Exactly, yeah. right? Right, me either. 2006. Whoa. Okay. Fantasy comedy. And it was released uh, December 16th in 2006. So right in time for the holiday that. season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know when that became a thing, when going holiday. to the movies on Christmas night was like a thing. Yeah, that did start to slowly become a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Our family never really did it, but I no. do. I think maybe when Harry Potter became a thing. Why yeah. do I remember going to the theaters to see Harry Potter yeah. around Christmas time? I don't know, but like you said, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out, but I remember it's distinctly being around the holiday season. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, directed by Sean Levy. Written by Robert Ben Garant and Thomas Lennon okay. and based on the 1993 children's book by Croatian illustrator Milan Trink. Oh, whoa. Okay, right? cool. I did I not know this was that. a book, right? Very cool. Um, 110 mil was the budget. Okay. 574.5 mil. That's what it took in. So, so that was not a clinker. That was not a clinker. That was a golden polished Like turd. Jack Frost. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Jack Frost is really looking <laughs> not great now. Here's your cast mm-hmm. of humans. Oh, uh, we have Ben Stiller. Okay. As Lawrence Daly. Mm-hmm. Um, Carla Gugino as Rebecca Hutman. I love, we love her. her. Oh my gosh. I love her. And then, of course. Haunting of Hill the House. Haunting of Hill oh. House. She was Mm. She is so talented. Talented and beautiful. All right. Dick Van Dyke as Cecil Fredericks. Okay. Mickey Rooney as Gus and Bill Cobbs as Reginald. I love having these three old-time actors in here. They brought so much to the film. Can it I was tell hilarious. you a little secret, though? Yeah. I've heard that Mickey Rooney was just the worst human being. I heard and he was not nice. Every time I hear his name, I'm like, uh, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Were you a little shitbag? <laughs> <laughs> I have also heard that, yes. Uh, Watch it not be true. I know. Maybe he's yeah, probably okay. the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, here's helping. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jake Cherry as Nick or Nikki or Nicholas. You know, okay. we've got three things going there. Uh, Ricky Gervais. You told me, Jake. Gervais. Gervais. I think, right? Gerbil in a vase. Gervais. Gervais. Gerbil in a vase. Dr. McPhee. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I was trying to pronounce some of these names, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, We have Kim Raver, who plays Erica, which is uh, Ben Stiller's ex-wife. Paul Rudd plays Dawn, her fiancé. I love Paul Rudd. Right? And Mira plays Debbie and Charlie Murphy (gasps) as the taxi driver. Oh, my God. Brother of Eddie Murphy. We love him. Right? We love him. The exhibits... Robin Williams plays mm. Teddy Roosevelt. Ouch. Now, we talked a little bit about this last week when yeah. we talked about <laughs> celebrities. And so I have to say thank you because we have not covered Robin Williams 
Um, I don't think. Have we not? I don't think because oh. it's a touchy. It's a touchy one for you. It's very yeah. I will yeah. admit. I, so I yeah. get punched right in the gut anytime I see that man. So. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of movies we can do with him, but and I'm breaking the ice a little bit. And Thank bringing you, him Lord. In. Yes. he deserves it. Yes, uh, Rami Malek as the Mummy. Oh, I love him. You oh do. my gosh. I know, right? And then Owen Wilson oh, is Jedediah and I have proof I have proofread my notes like so many what? times and spell correct, autocorrect, fuck you. What? Put Owen Wilson. <laughs> I was like Owen Wilson. I think that's just a business waiting for him. Oh my God, his own line of ovens? It's yes. like a, a Devon Sawa shower curtain. Dude, I'm still sold on that. Devon Shawa. Devon Shawa. I am still sold on that one. We're in the process. No, I'm just kidding. Oven Wilson. Oven Wilson. Dude, yes, gold mine. Uh, Steve Coogan. What if every time you opened the oven, it made like an Owen Wilson quote? Like it fucking spoke in Owen Wilson's and voice. And every one of the burner control knobs is shaped like his nose. What does he say? Like, okay. All right. What does he say? He says something fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he says something. I'm going to work on my own Wilson impression and then I'm going to make oven Wilsons. Oh my God, it's going to be great. Oh no. Steve Coogan as Octavia, the Roman emperor. And I hope I said this right. I apologize. Mizua Peck as Sacagawea. Okay. All right. So here's your plot. What a cast. All right. right? Yeah. Great cast. Uh, Larry walks out of his New York apartment to see that there is a parking ticket along with a boot on his car. Absolutely not. Right? Not today. Um, he arrives at his son's Nikki school to pick him up, but he has already headed home. It was career day, and they got out early. But it seems... Larry is presently lacking in a career, so Nikki decided not to invite him to school. Oh, roasted by your own Ouch. son. How does that feel? Right? I, it can't not feel good. It can't not feel good. good. Ben Stiller. Does not feel good. Right in the dick. Bum. Right. <laughs> As he arrives at his ex's Erica's and her fiance Don's house, who is played by Paul Rudd, and completely Paul Rudd awkward, he's like, hey, Larry. <laughs> Can you believe this weather? <laughs> Chile. 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 Willie, the penguin. <laughs> no. Classic. Uh, Don is a bond trader, and his belt is full of pagers. It's so funny. Like pagers pagers? Like, yeah, remember Like those? 90s pagers? 90s pagers. Fuck yeah, let's bring them back. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, Larry asks Erica if she thinks that Nikki would like queens. Okay. Okay. And Erica says... Oh, no, you didn't get evicted again, did you? Whoa. Larry says he's trying to figure things out. Oh, Lair. I feel so bad, Lair. Erica tells him that every couple of months, it's a new career, a new apartment. It's just too much. There's no stability for Nikki. And she's not sure that Nikki should be staying with him. Hey, Erica. Right? Suck Suck on these fucking nuts and get off my back. Keep that in your mind. Even though we can tell he is very present and loving dad. Oh, He's just a bit unconventional. Didn't you learn from Jack Frost that that is what really matters? That's right. (laughs) As he and Nikki leave hockey practice and cruise Central Park. Hockey practice, you said? Yes. Okay, weird. Oh my gosh, that is weird. (laughs) Weird no. Weird. That is weird. Uh, Nikki tells his dad that he doesn't want to grow up to be a hockey player anymore. He's going to be a bond trader like Don because it's responsible and he needs a fallback. 
Oh, ow. Got to have those pagers. Yes. Got to have all those pagers. I'm liking what I'm seeing on that pager belt. I want one for myself. I got one for myself. Mm -hmm. He tells Larry that his mom and Dawn have been talking about all of his dad's different schemes. She said that it's time for Larry to find a fallback. Larry tells Nikki that he is aware that things are up and down lately and that it's been tough for Nikki, but he really feels like his moment is coming and everything is going to be okay and yes, come together. Larry. Right? Yes, hang on tight. Yes. Nikki asks him, what if you're wrong and you're just an ordinary guy who should just get a job? Okay, Nikki, first of all, we're going to have to have a little chat. Because first of all, where are you coming at me with that attitude? Hello? You know where he's coming. You know where he's coming. The mom, Erica. Crushed and betrayed. Erica, Larry, we are going to fucking tussle. Okay, Larry anyway. tells him, we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Hold so on. Now you know where <laughs> we're coming on. for the film. Or oh. for the feels. We're yeah. coming for the feels here. Because is this, this me and you? This is me and you. And this has literally Lord. been my life from the time that you were a kid. Lord. I am the oddball out. I am the unconventional person. I am the one that doesn't follow conventionality. Although. Yes. Well done, Aggie. Halloween Town, no Jake. Um, but yeah, like that's what I've literally, that is all I have heard my entire life. Like, you know, get a real job. Uh, why don't you just, you know, do it like everybody else does? Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to do that? Why can't you just figure it out, get it straight, no, no. you know, and, you know, I know that sometimes it was really tough for us. I mean, I remember, I was thinking about this. This was really tugging at my heart. I remember times when we would, I would literally take change, mm -hmm. you know, and we would go to the store and there was so little money to even buy food. And it was like counting out the coins. Yeah. But you know what? But we... Spent a lot of time together. Spent and you a lot really, of time together. Like, let's take my lesson from Jack Frost. Um, it didn't really matter what his career was yes. or what he, all the kid wanted was, to was a dad. And yeah. so you gave me what I needed and you were my mom. Yeah. So see, yeah. that's what, fuck that. Yes, yes. But you, you know, it, it's like a little go-between for you because you realize what it's like to have somebody with you that's with you all the time and you do everything, but there's no money. And right. that's also a struggle. Sure. And then to have somebody with money, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, my parents were divorced. Yeah, and so, like, yeah. yeah, my dad is very much in the picture. I don't, yeah, you know, we right. never want to make it seem like he wasn't. Right. So I, you know, lived part-time with my dad, um, who was well off. I mean, mm -hmm. let's be honest. Yeah. And then with you, who right. was not. Was and, not. If that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I don't know. I didn't ever think, like, when I it came to you, I just, you spent time with me. Yeah. And that's what mattered. Like, we yeah. still, you were still invested in me and our yeah. relationship. And so I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I never did things the way everybody else did them. And God. for me, that was like just that was just the way you do it right there was no other way for me I was not going to fall in line right but then I can see how that 
just did not sit well with society. Okay. That was different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes that gets you down when you, you know, try after try after try. And it's like you fall down, you get beat down, you, your schemes. I like how she said his schemes because yeah. that's what I, a lot gets referred to. Your wacky schemes, your crazy business ideas. Yeah. And then you put yourself out there and you take a risk. And sometimes they don't work out. A lot of times they don't. Right. And then it's like you feel really down, you feel bad, and then you're like, yeah, I probably should do what everybody else does, but God damn it, I'm not giving in. No, you're not, Laura, and I am here to say, as someone who was raised by you, who didn't have that attitude, thank God. I mean, like, I, I don't know, I just, I think that you were genuinely authentically you and i think above all else that is what matters yeah fucking rare too. that is rare and i think that is the example that you need to set as a parent yeah and you did and look i am just fine yeah see right yeah and genuinely i have you to thank for lee who i love more than anyone else in the world she wouldn't be here without you and that means like more than anything to me we're not gonna let you get down on yourself on this one oh no 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 but i'm just like uh, definitely tugged on the heart a little bit tugged on the heart but i'm here to tell everybody if you do not walk a conventional line just stick with it because hang on man you will be rewarded it is worth it it is worth that struggle worth that strife worth everybody talking about you yes and on and on okay so he you know decides now his son has him feeling feeling down, yeah. feeling oh, bad for no. himself, right? So he goes to an employment agency, mm-hmm. and he talks to Debbie about getting a job. And she tells him in all of her 43 years, she has never seen a resume quite like his. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, right. She says, that's not a oh. compliment. <laughs> oh, oh. She says, I see that you are the CEO of Snap Time Industries. <laughs> He invented the snapper. Oh my god! But the clapper put him out of business. <laughs> no. <laughs> Larry tells Deb, Deb, I felt a connection when I entered this office, and because she's played by his real mother and Mira. Oh. She's like, I felt no connection. <laughs> he says, I'm desperate for a job, and she says, I may have one thing for you. And she hooks him up with an interview at the Museum of Natural History. Fuck yeah. Where he meets Rebecca, who is a docent, which is a person who acts as a guide, usually volunteer basis. Mm -hmm. At the museum, he also meets Dr. McPhee, the curator who cannot stand chaos in his museum, which turns out to be like some comedic relief. Right, right. Yeah. His interview is with current night guard Cecil, played by Dick Van Dyke, who tells Larry that the museum is losing money. Attendance is way down, so they are downsizing, get a, getting rid of himself and the other two night guards oh. and hiring one younger version. He introduces Larry to his partners, Gus and Reginald, mm-hmm. played by Mickey Rooney and Bill Cobbs. Mickey they Rooney. are the comedy trio. They've got some good one-liners. They add to the comedy. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cecil leads Larry on a tour of the museum. There are dioramas, Attila the Hun, the Easter Island Moai, the Hall of African Mammals, Dinosaur Skeletons, and the Temple of the Pharaoh Achmanra. All right. And his golden tablet that hangs above him. Okay. It's a big museum, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll say. Larry is given the job and starts the next night at 5. Cecil and the gang tell him that it gets a little spooky at night, so keep the lights on. Here's your keys, a flashlight, and an instruction manual. Great. The most important thing to remember, don't let anything in and don't let anything out. What you mean by that's that? The that's the finest training. That's the finest training I've ever seen 
on-the-job training. Nope, I'm going to need some more information on why you're telling me that. And those three, <laughs> peace out. Yep. Uh, Larry thinks this is going to be a piece of cake. No. Curls up on the stool and dozes off. Larry. Mm-mm. Nope. After his nap, he decides to take a loop. Great. Uh, and it seems the installation that houses T-Rex is missing T-Rex, right? Okay. And he's like, hmm. Lo and behold, Larry spots Rexy, as he comes to be known, getting a drink from the water fountain. Oh. Literally, his little claws are like pushing. Are they back. cute? They're cute. Um, terrified, Larry bolts. To be, oh, he's chased by Rexy, but there's no need to be terrified, Larry, because Rexy just wants to play a little fetch. Oh. Larry soon realizes that the entire museum is alive and chaos ensues. Oh, shit. The Easter Island Moai calls Larry dum dum. Oh. Tells him he wants some gum gum. <laughs> <laughs> Larry is approached by the cavemen who are looking for fire. He is chased by Attila the Hun. He manages to escape in the elevator, which serenades him to an instrumental <gasps> of Mandy, played by Barry Manilow. Oh, my God. Is he a fan of <laughs> He is a fan <laughs> He meets Sacagaway, as he calls her, okay. <laughs> or Sacagawea. Oh, no. She and Lewis and Clark, their display is behind glass, so she's stuck in the glass and can't oh, get out. Okay. Does he let her out? No. Oh. Um, a mischievous <sighs> monkey named Dexter steals Larry's keys and rips up the instruction manual. Fantastic. Thank mm. you. The Western and Roman diorama leaders, Jedediah and Octavius, attempt to take Larry down. Okay. It's complete anarchy. <laughs> Larry's finally rescued by Teddy Roosevelt, Aww. and he gives Larry the 411. Okay. Right? Well, yeah. Okay, it here me. it is. Seems ever since the tablet of Achman Ra arrived at the museum in 1952 from the Nal expedition, the museum comes to life each night, and it's magic. Wow. Okay. This makes Larry's position as the night watchman very important. A little rough. Yeah. yeah. He must make sure that everyone stays inside the museum because if the sun rises and any one of the folks are outside, they turn to dust. That's not good. That's not good. Did these old fucking farts know this? Yes. When yes. giving him the job? Yes. Great, thanks. Yeah. Things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. yesterday. Uh, with the help of Teddy, they get everyone back to their posts, and at dawn, they return to their inanimate States. <laughs> and Anamat. States. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Uh, Larry's pretty sure he will not be returning Damn. because it is just not worth the eleven fifty an hour that 11. he's getting paid. Oh, ouch. Wow. <laughs> that <laughs> is too real. All Woo. right. But that is until Nikki makes an unexpected visit with Don and tells Larry that he is so proud that he is working at the museum. And Larry promises to show him around soon. And not wanting to disappoint Nikki, Larry agrees to stick with oh, it. fucking hell. Okay. Larry decides to follow Rebecca on a school tour to learn about some of the displays. Smart. Okay. Yes. And over coffee, she tells him that she has been studying Sacagawea as the subject of her dissertation for four years. Okay. I'm feeling a love match coming on. Oh, shit. Right? Uh, Larry spends the day reading up on his history and preparing a duffel bag of tricks to help him on his shift. Great. Uh, he's feeling pretty confident. Is he? Yes, okay. he is. He shows up that evening. Cecil, Gus, and Reginald. Reginald. <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> How did you make that? I don't even name know. sound older uh, than it already said. 
<laughs> he was pretty old. <laughs> Oldster. They're about to clock out for the very last time. Oh. <laughs> and they wish Larry luck. It sounded Peace like a, out. Okay, anyway. Same. Uh, but we see Reginald is taking an impression of Larry's keys as the other two distract him. Um, and I believe. Who's Reginald again? There are games afoot. One of the three. Is Mickey Rooney involved in this? Yes. Yes. Okay. He is. I've got my I've got my eye on you, Mickey. Got my eye on you, Mickey. <laughs> Larry's on top of it tonight. He is settle, settling into his routine. Mm-hmm. He ties Rexy's bone to a remote control car to keep him busy. So Adorable. he just chases the remote control car. Uh, he gives the caveman a lighter, instant fire. Brings <laughs> was it, it a zippo? Is <laughs> my number one boom, question. Boom. It was a zippo. Love that. If people uh, ever wondered where you were from when you say fire and you say fire. Fire. <laughs> Oh, really? We know, man. That's it. Is that a Pittsburgh thing? Yeah, it sure is. Is it? Donny Iris. Donny. Donny Iris right. fire. Uh, he brings the Easter Island Maui some gum. Uh, he even attempts to bring a truce between Jed and Octavius. Okay. Larry also stumbles upon Teddy checking out Sacagawea. Oh, shit. And he realizes that Teddy has a crush on her, right? All right, all right, all right. When the devious little monkey Dexter steals his keys again, he opens a window and one of the cavemen gets out. Oh, great. As Larry attempts to get him back inside the museum, the sun rises and the poor caveman turns to dust. Is it Brendan Fraser? <laughs> I knew you'd Good like one. that one. Good. Encino Man. <laughs> I knew you'd like that, Lord. Uh, the next night, Larry decides to bring Nick to the museum with him to impress him. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And he also spills the beans to Rebecca because, you know, he's crushing on her a little bit. No. About what's happening at the museum. Blair. During the off hours. Blair, let me tell you. No. She isn't buying it. Blair. Mm-mm. She doesn't fill in your pickup lines. Back it up, Blair. <laughs> Show, don't tell. You keep that to yourself, you know? Unfortunately, the museum does not come to exactly. life this exactly. evening. Of course it doesn't. And Nikki is beginning to question his dad's sanity. Oh, no. How's <laughs> they, your cheese on that cracker? It's done. It's off. They go to check out the tablet of Achman Ra, and it's missing. <gasps> it seems that Gus, Reginald, and Cecil... The old are, farts. Yep, the old farts are in process of stealing the artifact. what I fucking tell you. You Make know why? Ready. Because it keeps them young. They're pretty spry for some three old men. What did I tell you at the beginning of this film? Yep. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on those three. Uh, Larry takes back the tablet. Nikki reactivates it, and he runs. So then the museum comes to life, right? Okay, yeah. Larry releases Achman Ra from his sarcophagus, and they convince the others to help them nab the trio. Nab them. Get them. Get them. Get, get those em. old Get them good. Rebecca arrives at the museum in a taxi driven by Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and that. everyone works together to catch the trio. Return the tablet and set things right. Damn, what a fucking adventure. All right. Teddy and Sacagawea make a love connection, and everyone is back safe and sound in the museum. That's cute. Okay. Larry is, of course, fired the very next day oh. until news reports start airing about strange happenings in the city, like dinosaur tracks in the snow, cave paintings on the subway. And instantaneously, like it must have been a viral TikTok or something, instantaneously, they walk out and the museum is abuzz with visitors. And Dr. McPhee gives Larry back Dr. McPhee (laughs) gives Larry back his keys and returns his night watchman duties. Oh, is that is that fucking so? Returns him. I'd be like, we're gonna have to talk about my salary. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I'm gonna need more than eleven fifty an hour. Need a raise, motherfucker. (laughs) 
The following night, Larry and Nikki celebrate with the exhibits by partying to Earth, Wind & Fire September. Wow, okay, love that. <laughs> and that is Night at the Museum. Is it? Okay, yeah. come on, that's cute. That's pretty cute. It's cute. Pretty cute. It's pretty, pretty cute. cute. <laughs> that's pretty cute. <laughs> All right, here's a few fun facts. Okay. All right, Owen Wilson's role as Jed was only supposed to be a cameo. But his character tested so well that they expanded the role. He and Ben Stiller only spent one day on the set together. Stiller actually was talking to a toothpick instead of Owen, and Owen filmed his parts three months later. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. A toothpick. Um, people love Owen Wilson. He's I funny. Know. He is funny. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Maybe not in The Haunting. Oh, my God. Was he in that fucking trash heap? He was. Well, Owen Wilson, you'll get your chance to get roasted. It's coming. Enjoy enjoy your time to shine right here. You and your oven. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. There you go. You and your brand of ovens. <laughs> so, film debut of Rami Malek. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Who is actually Egyptian-American. I did know that. Yes. Plays mm. Achman Ra. Okay. Who is based on the actual historical pharaoh, King Tut. Okay. Right. Oh, cool. He is super fucking talented. He is Whoa. so talented. Yeah. Uh, the Real Museum of Natural History reported a surge in visitors after the movie's opening. Oh, cute. Increasing by 20%. Damn. Okay. Love that. Right? Yeah. It's pretty Knowledge cool. Knowledge is power, my friends. Knowledge is power. All right. So, what was my lesson? Uh, Laura, I am so excited right? to hear. I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. This is like many <laughs> pathways. The tablet of Ogman Ra. Okay. This is where I was like, wow, that would be a cool lesson. And then I'm like, oh, it's totally fake. <laughs> Completely made up. I thought that shit was real. Okay. I was buying it. I was buying it. Laura was fucking sold. <laughs> yeah. This was a tough one. Yeah. I researched King Tut, which Ogman Ra was based on, okay. right? Yeah. And presumably he died at a very young age and was presumably murdered. Okay. But many years later, they found out he probably was not murdered and that he had more diseases than you could shake a stick at. Oh. But the common thread that kept intertwining my research was Osiris, Osiris and his tablet, which is better known as the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Yes. Which you covered in the Evil Dead episode. Yes, right? I sure did. Okay. Right. Yeah, this is fascinating. Right. Yes. So I thought, let's introduce Osiris. Oh, please. All right. So Osiris was the ruler of the Egyptian underworld okay. and connected with the constellation Orion. <gasps> really? Yes. Fun. He was the oldest child born to an earth deity named Geb, and his mother was the sky goddess Nut. Not Mother Nut. I'm sorry, what did she <laughs> say? Grandmother Nut. <laughs> nut. <laughs> Not Mother Nut. <laughs> Grandmother Nut. Is that what you call her? Grandma Nut is Grandma from nut. the lovely board game Candyland, and you resemble her a little too close for comfort, but her name was just Nut? Well, when I was younger, I was the sky goddess, just Nut. <laughs> just just not. Just not. Oh, my God. Um, Osiris was considered the judge of the dead and the underworld and had the power to grant all life including all vegetation. Mm. So he was also considered the god of agriculture. Ooh, cool. Okay. He is often depicted with green skin, right? Yeah. Um, while alive, he was a god on earth and taught his people how to grow food. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. Osiris's wife, who also happened to be his sister, was Isis. And I oop. And I oop. Was Isis, goddess of motherhood, magic, fertility, death, healing, and rebirth. That's a lot. 
That is a lot. Wow. She encompassed a lot. She is very important. <laughs> they had a son named Horace. Okay. okay. Yes, yes. Osiris was murdered by his brother Set. Oh, shit. You see, Osiris was the pharaoh, and uh, Set wanted to be the pharaoh. Uh, jealous eye. Uh-huh. Very jealous. <laughs> so he killed him. Okay. In one version, his death was a public assassination in which his brother Set built a beautiful chest, which he brings to a big feast. Okay. He promises to gift the chest to anyone who fits into it. And lo and behold, who do you think is the perfect match that for that like chest? That sounds like a trap. Mm, Osiris. <laughs> oh, Osiris, buddy. Hello. Come Red on flag, now. bud. Red flag, bud. When Osiris gets into the chest, his brother locks it shut and no. pours molten lead on it so he cannot escape. Oh, my God. And he throws the chest into the Nile where it floats until it eventually lands in the Mediterranean. Oh, my. Jeez. Right? Okay, shit. Isis is so heartbroken that she sets out to search for Osiris. And she finds the chest in Byblos, okay. which is now Syria, okay. and finds that it has grown into a beautiful tree, which had been cut down by the king and carved into a pillar for his palace. Okay. Isis takes the pillar, but her rescue is short-lived, and Osiris's body is torn into 14 parts. 14. 14 to 42, depending on the story. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they are scattered throughout the land. Uh, so he can never be found. Wow. Right? Damn. All right. Isis and her sister turn themselves into birds and retrieve the body parts, all except one, his penis. His penis. I knew you were going to say You know why? So why because the fish ate it. <laughs> I thought it was too big. <laughs> Couldn't carry it. Uh, wow. I thought it was some kind of political statement or something. Um <laughs> Big dick boy. <laughs> Big dick boy. The, the fish ate it. The fish ate they his knew penis. What they, they knew what they wanted. <laughs> That's right. They went right so for it. So Isis decided to replace it with a wooden one. <laughs> okay. And she re- knows what she wants. <laughs> and ov- splinters. And re- splinters. Splinters. Right? Sanding. It's a simple fix. Take some time. What? Sandpaper. The dr- <laughs> Smooth it out. The Dremel tool. <laughs> I just pictured you dremeling a wooden penis. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so she rev- revives Osiris and his penis so that she can get pregnant with their son, Horus. Okay. There's just so many twists and turns. There's, I'm not even going to dive too down. Many, All right. Too much. Okay. Um, because Osiris had to be reanimated, he is no longer involved with the living and becomes the king of the underworld. Okay, that's kind of tight. Right? Yeah. When Osiris's son Horus was old enough, he takes out Set, and he then becomes the pharaoh. Okay. Ah. Uh, yes. Osiris is often depicted in statues with the head and upper body of a god. Okay. Which contains his name in hieroglyphic symbols. Um, he is often shown wrapped as a mummy, but his arms are free in which he can be seen holding a crook and a flail, which are symbols of his status as a pharaoh. Mm. A distinctive crown adorns his head known as an atef. Um, An interesting side note, he is associated as the god of agriculture, right. specifically barley okay. with green skin. 
So you take that over to the Celtic mythology and you've got John Barleycorn or the Green Man, Ah, right? Interesting. I'm waiting for you to talk about the Green Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, So in the museum, the tablet of Achman Ra brings everything to life at midnight and back to an inanimate state at dawn. Sure. Osiris, one of the most important gods of ancient Egypt, played a dual role as god of fertility or life and god of the dead and resurrected. Oh, okay, cool. Right? So if anyone had the juice to make the museum come alive, it would definitely be Osiris. Oh, Laura, I like that. Yes. Yeah. And that's Night at the Museum. Oh, I loved that. That was cute, I didn't know the agriculture tie-in. Yeah, I didn't either. That was very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. Wow, that's a very, like, good kids movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know, like, how good their historical, you know, information is, how accurate. But, damn, good cast. It was cute. Great cast. I mean, there was obviously two other ones that we can maybe cover at some other time. Oh, my God, there are, aren't there? I knew there was a second one. I forgot there was a third. Three. And Robin Williams was really good in it. Okay, thank you for introducing him to the show, too. Yes, absolutely. He deserves to be here. Now you can take on, you know. Well, you know I have to do Jumanji. I know. It's one of your favorites. It is one of my favorites. Dude, you loved that movie so much when you were a kid. We had the board game. You made me play it all the time. We had it all. I was a Robin Williams gal, man. You loved him so much. Yeah. You have all of his movies. I sure do on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That was cute. Thank you, Laura. I really liked learning about Osiris. Super cool. Well, hey, that was a good episode. It was. We turned it around. We turned it around. I think we turned D papers into at least B pluses. We made diamonds out of pebbles out of shit in my <laughs> case dung. pure fucking shit i forgot to mention that fact check jake loathes the movie that i covered this week like I he does not hate it he does not fuck with michael keaton's jack frost he wouldn't even no. watch it with me oh wow he was so bummed out when the horror one didn't win i'm disappointed in you guys man i really he am. was ready to riot he was like you know what burn it all to the ground we're starting over love michael keaton but this movie fucking sucks i have not seen uh, the horror one either so Lord, from what you're saying it's also garbage I think we're gonna have to cover that next year what do you think uh, let's do it <laughs> it's, let's do it's it. also trash but you know trash worth covering yeah. trash that doesn't pretend to be anything else trash just that knows trash. it's trash just trash we love that me <laughs> write that on my tombstone alright anyway is it time for Killer Quotes of the Week I think it is alright It's my turn to pick. Yay. All right, let's see who's getting a free piece of merch this week for the holiday season. All right. Season. Holiday season. Okay. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Woo! That's Freddy Krueger sent in by Mick Carton, 28. Nice. Ah, reach out to us on social media to claim your prize. Yes, congrats. Wow. Thank you for your killer quote. Remember awesome. to participate in anything we throw up on social media to enter to win some free Absolutely. merch. Absolutely. Go check out our Patreon. Please go leave us an Apple review, five stars. It really does help us out. It does. What else? What else yeah. you got, Laura? Um, I got nothing. All right. Well, I, I think we'll see you next week. We will. All right. We'll miss you. We love you. Have fun. Yeah. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>